Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, Wayne Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors bounce back with probably their best performance in the three summer league games to date, this time beating the Houston Rockets by a score of 92-76. to Now, coming into this game, the obvious storyline was the number two pick, Jalen Green, versus the number four pick, Scotty Barnes. And, um, you know, it was not about that at all. (laughs) Um, I I thought Jalen looked pretty good. He he seems to get really low. He's really hard to keep in front. He's really quick and athletic. uh, And and clearly he's a guy who can get to his shot pretty much whenever he wants to. uh, But he unfortunately picked up a, a bit of an ankle injury or something like that. Just pulling out for a jumper. Didn't even see a lot of contact. But uh, apparently he left the game for precautionary reasons. And Scotty, well, he actually picked up a, a bit of a, a knock himself. Um, Rockets defender was sort of going around a screen being set by Scotty. He was bumped in the thigh. Um, he played the rest of the game, but it was very quiet. I mean, only had two field goals. Um, similar to the Warriors game, except for the fact that he didn't really get to the free throw line. And just wasn't that involved offensively. So really, we came into this game expecting to talk about those two guys. Not going to talk about them the rest of the game because, uh, or the rest of the podcast because um, it was really about the rest of the guys. Um, I, I think first off, uh, some very positive signs all around by the team. And again, no one really cares specifically how the team is playing in Summer League because it doesn't matter. But I will have to say that Patch Tumble has been very consistent on this front, which is that the Raptors have a standard of basketball. And if you are on this team and you're looking to make this team, which pretty much everybody on the roster except for Scotty, except for Malachi, except for Precious, all these guys are looking to make the team. They don't have no guaranteed spots on the team. For the other, you know, 13, 12 other guys on the roster, uh, the job is to play Raptors basketball. So it does actually matter for these guys to play hard and to play together and to play the identity with the Raptors have, which is to play really hard on defense, force turnovers, get in transition, play unselfish, and, and, you know, 
move the ball. Like, if you heard the other podcast, I mean, that game was a mess. If you watched the other game, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Honestly, I'm sorry you watched it because it was a garbage game in terms of quality of basketball. And there were certainly sloppy moments in this one, don't get me wrong. But the Raptors played a lot more composed, a lot better, a lot better as a team. Uh, Malachi Flynn was interviewed after the game, and he said, you know, the Raptors didn't look good in that uh, in that Warriors game. They didn't play like themselves. They played sort of a lot more individually, and today was, was a very different result. So on that front, it was a lot more positive. This looked a lot more like Raptor basketball to me. And, you know, along that front, in terms of the individual performances from some of the guys, um, a lot of positives to stand out from this game. I think early on, the guy who really, really impressed on the Raptors was Delano Banton, who had some very sloppy moments over the course of the three Summer League games. He makes some very basic elementary errors. But at the same time, he also, you can see the vision and why the Raptors got a guy like that. Because Delano... um, as soon as he checked in from you know into the game, he was he was uh, he was coming off the bench. He was very shifty, man. Um, first off, you don't expect a guy like at six nine to be that quick, and he seemed to have a lot of quickness and burst to get past his his man, which is surprising. It doesn't actually look like he's that quick on any of the film when you watch like his college tape, for example. Um, but he was able to you know uh, crossover, especially when he was attacking to his left. That seemed like his preferred option there he was very very effective going left uh and he would sort of cross over get his shoulders past the defender or just ahead of the defender and at that point he's six foot nine with an opening attacking downhill and i mean you know it's hard to stop i think you know first off his length i mean it's really like a one two step situation where he can just pick up the ball essentially after the crossover take two strides and and sort of extend to the basket, and he, and he was able to do that a few times, um, but he was also just able to, I don't know, man, just play a lot more aggressively, listen, I, as with all the Raptors point guards, you're going to need the ability to get downhill, you're going to need to touch the paint, you're going to need to affect the basket, you need to draw defenders, and then you're going to kick, that's pretty much what the Raptors want to do, they, they'll either run pick and roll, they'll run some sort of dribble handoffs, they'll sort of run pistol action, they'll, they'll work the ball back and forth, in a th- little three-man weave, but the ultimate goal is to create that opening, punch downhill, touch the paint, affect the, the, the basket, and um, either finish, which would be great, or kick it out for three, which is also very good. Um, you know, that's hardly groundbreaking. This is <laughs> largely what basketball is about. But, um, you know, I, I think Delano did a really good job with that. Came in with the right mindset, was a lot more aggressive. A lot of guys have been pressuring up on him because he's taller, handling the ball. Maybe there's more of an opportunity to attack the handle, but he's been secure on that front where his turnovers have been coming from have been sort of telegraph passes. Um, and, and he did still have a few of those today, but ultimately came into the game with a very aggressive mindset, tried to like posterize a guy. He got fouled. The play was reviewed, which I didn't know there were reviews in summer league. That should not be the case. I'm sorry, but no one wants to see a summer league review. I don't care. Uh, but in any case, that was called back. But then on the immediate next play, the Raptors win the, t- uh, the jump ball because, you know, uh, if you have a foul called back, whatever, you, you jump for possession. Raptors win the jump. Delano gets the ball as the point guard and goes right back to the basket and goes in for a layup. So I, I love that mentality there. Again, he seems to have the quickness to, you know, or at least that burst to get, take that first step past this guy. And at that point, he's just really long, right? Um uh, that was nice, but he was also making some really nice passes. Like, I think at the end of the second quarter, basically right before half, 
Uh, Delano was working that pick and roll up top. Got a screen. He connected and sort of saw Ish Wainwright out of the corner. Ish was in the left corner. Uh, and, and sort of it was sort of a clear out situation, just sort of like a little one four flat for um, for uh, for for Delano to sort of operate. And Ish made a quick cut just across the paint, and Delano read that, made a play to sort of draw the defense, and then threw this no look dart right across the paint, uh, right to Ish, who was able to cut in for a layup. That was beautiful. I mean, Delano made a number of really nice passes today. And even, you know, this is something where, again, you can't just look at the box score for something like this, but at the towards the end of the third quarter when Delano checked in for his pretty much his last shift of the game, um, coming off the bench there, playing at the end of the third quarter, he had one play where he drove out of the left corner, drove baseline, kicked it to an open shooter. The shooter missed, but it was a very open three, very, very good result. Next play down, he works the pick and roll. He sees the big man um, drawing to a defender slightly towards the basket. You see somebody on his uh, his right side just moving a half step over to bump Freddie Gillespie on the roll. Then he quickly reverses the ball to that sh- to that side of the floor for another open wing three. That was also missed, but a very, very good read, a very quick read. Um, just off that the, the simple pick and roll action, and then the next time down, he works the pick and roll. Uh, Freddie Gillespie's rolling this time. You know he's not getting tagged because literally the last time he just had beaten the defense with the pass to the shooter um, that the defender was tagging off of. Um, and Delano was able to throw a really nice pass, just kind of floated it over the top. When you're six foot nine, you have easier angles to sort of hit the big, uh, the rolling big man. It's a lot harder for a smaller guard like Malachi, for example, to throw a lob, um, just because you might have to float it at a different angle. You might have to put more air on it. The more air on it, the more likely it is to intercept it. But if, when you're six nine and you're passing to another six nine guy, it's almost like a direct kind of over the top pass, sort of bridging over the defense. And Gillespie actually flubbed the layup, which was. Very unfortunate, and he had a lot of those sequences. But Delano looked really good, and I was very happy with what Delano was doing. Uh, again, still very raw. You can definitely see where he would trip up, but you saw the potential today, and you saw the potential uh, a little bit yesterday as well. Um, in terms of other guys who impressed, I thought Precious Achua has been really fun to watch. Um, I think you have a good idea of what he can do, right? Physically, I mean, he can come in for some really highlight dunks. Clearly a plus athlete, uber athlete. Posterizing guys. I mean, Nick Nurse was on the broadcast being interviewed. Which, by the way, fantastic broadcast. The NBA TV broadcast, as compared to the ESPN broadcast, night and day. So much better on NBA TV. It was to a degree that was almost embarrassing. Um, Sam Mitchell, obviously having Sam with his familiar with the Raptors. Obviously, he works with TSN. He does a lot of the broadcast. And also, you know, he was coach of the year here in Toronto. Um you know, he has the familiarity to sort of talk about the Raptors, right? So he'll bring nice little insights to the game in terms of just a guy who is a national commentator but definitely knows Toronto very well. But him and Jared Greenberg were just excellent as a, as a comedy duo almost. The two of them just sort of ribbing each other. And sometimes, you know, like people on air ribbing each other can kind of feel awkward. You know what I mean? Like if you've seen some like Shaq, Charles bits in halftime or post game shows, like it, it can get real awkward sometimes. You know, like well, what are you guys doing, man? You're a grown adults arguing on TV. But um, no, I thought Sam and, and Jared Greenberg were excellent. But the two of them were interviewing Nick Nurse on the sideline um, in the second quarter, and <laughs> literally as Nick Nurse was talking about some, I don't know, some some random topic, uh, Precious Achua goes in for a poster dunk. Uh, I think an N one situation. Nick was asking for the replay as well. It was great to see live. Um, 
it's sort of that 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 moment picked up live on the broadcast. But um, Precious was really good. We know he can do what he can do uh, in terms of that front. We know that he's very switchable defensively. Moves his feet really well. A committed defender. Uh, you know, he he had. A diff- I was very curious to see this specific matchup for him because he was going up against Alperin Shen- Shengun, which sounds very much like Shen Yun, which is so funny to me. I, I, for some reason, I'm just imagining him now um, as part of that Shen Yun front. But in any case, um, yeah, like he was, you know, that that's a that's a 19-year-old EuroLeague M- or, or, or Turkish League MVP who's really good in the post, and we saw some of that skill. I mean, Schengen had a really really nice uh, wraparound pass to a cutter there. Yo- I dare say Jokic esque. Um, although uh, to be fair, I, I do feel like a lot of European bigs kind of know the angles with the passing and things like that. In any case, though, really nice pass, very skilled player, very physical player, you know, down low, but. Precious blocked him like three or four times, man. There's one play where Precious gave him a little space, sort of like made Shangun think that he had the space to go up, and then just swatted it right in his face. There was another play, uh, and on, on the other end, he was taking it to um, Shangun as well. Now I will have to say, very big difference between the the, the back down game and the uh, the face up game. Face up game for Precious, where he can use his handle, and there's one play where he's sort of setting up his defender. Crossed it between his leg like three or four times really quickly. And I was like, What's a center doing that? That's that's rare. Um, and, and, you know, you don't see that that quite often. And especially if you do see it, sometimes it's not successful, which may be more important. But, um, yeah, you know, the, fa- the face-up game, I think, for him is, is very, very interesting. Because he can, he, he can use his speed to his advantage. He can uh, create some... Um, you know, openings there. He he can again get to him where he wants to go because of his handle. Uh, the back down game is a lot more robotic. Uh, mostly him just trying to you, you know throw the shoulder into the defender over and over and over again. See sort of where um, how far he can get in terms of depth in the paint before throwing up a hook. Doesn't have great touch on that shot, I have to say. Um, and even just general back to basket stuff doesn't look totally natural for Precious, but. Um, but there were some really nice moments. And really what I'm talking about is how fast the man is in the open floor with the ball. Now, first off, you don't... A, most players... most It's good enough for most bigs to just be fast in open floor, right? That alone will get you a lot of buckets. Just running the floor hard because you are a huge target. It's easy to pass to you. And then the defense is usually you know not in place. You can really elevate and get to the rim, pressure the basket... Very simple elementary stuff. You probably want a big man running the fast break. Uh, and, and, and Precious is definitely very fast. Um, but when he actually has the ball, like let's say he rips down the rebound and looks to attack, it's really genuinely impressive how fast he is with the ball in his hands. You don't... he'll So he'll go full speed in terms of his sprint and handle the ball at the same time. And do it securely, like, you know, like, I'm not just talking about no one in front of him, he's just pushing the break, you know, one on nothing, like, nothing like that. I mean, like, there will be defenders sort of, like, half shading towards him, out of position, of course, but at least, you know, in the way, to the point where they can swipe out the ball, or they can slightly bump him, or things like that, or maybe try to sort of body up and pressure him, and contain him to force him to cough up the ball. Precious will just dribble through all those guys. First off, he's very strong, you can't really knock him um, when he's handling the ball, he's his momentum is not his path is not going to change. Um, you know, if you've if if you've studied grade eleven physics, when you have the small object moving with momentum going against a larger object, the the the, the small object is going to bounce off the large object. Large object is not going to change direction or velocity very much, whereas the small ball is going to go back with twice the velocity. Again, 
you know, anyway, you don't need to hear physics jokes. That was terrible. But, um, you know, you get to see how quick he is changing ends of the floor. And that's really going to be something that the Raptors are going to use. Not necessarily like you plan for that, but that's something that the Raptors have universally given permission to all their players to push the break. The Raptors want to play as fast as possible um, on the offensive end. They want to force these transition opportunities. I mean, late in the season, they were giving Ken Birch the, the carte blanche to like rip, rip the rebound and bring the ball up. He's much lower with the ball. Uh, Pressure's just different in that front, man. He, he's very athletic when he does that. And he hit two threes. That's something the Raptors have also been trying to get him to do. He only attempted one three in, in, in last season in, 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 with Miami and... Um, that's not something that I would say is a core part of his game. If you just look at the shot itself, he gets very little lift. It's ironic for a guy who jumps out the gym, but he gets very little lift shooting the ball. It looks a little bit more mechanical, but um, I mean, Precious is interesting, man. He was very interesting. I'd say he outplayed Shangun. Shangun made some nice highlight plays in terms of the passing, and generally he has skill. There's no doubt about that, and he also has back knee. But there's also no doubt about that, and in, in when you're wearing a basketball jersey, but um. Precious was awesome. 19 points, 5 rebounds, 8 of 11. It's 26 minutes. I thought he was excellent. The free throw shooting, 1 for 5, is disappointing. But, uh, you know, again, you could clearly see why the Raptors are interested in him. You could sort of make the comparison to second-year Pascal Siakam where you have a guy who is that clearly that athletic as a front-court player, moves with the speed of a guard, can handle the ball, get to the basket. The shooting is very iffy, very questionable. You don't really know. Uh, But, you know, Pascal had a lot of success in that second year as sort of the energy guy off the bench with that bench mob. And you could kind of see how Precious could sort of, you know, uh, fill that role. Now, I wouldn't say that Precious is the next Pascal. That's very ambitious. And I think it really discredits how much Pascal beat the odds to sort of improve his own game. But, um, and, and really one of the key differences is Pascal has a real comfort and know with all to how to how to in terms of how to finish around the basket like he'll have different moves he'll set guys up he'll think two three moves at ahead he's smooth when he's in the post especially when he's going against one on one against guys similar or smaller than him but he'll have multiple moves whereas i think pressure's back down is is very robotic and and sort of that is a key key difference considering that's largely how pascal scores but in any case i could sort of see that progression for or at least that role for for precious in in, in his uh, sophomore season uh in the nba uh, other guys that impressed me i thought malachi was great um you know much more balanced game from him still didn't set up the play as much but a lot more dedication as sort of the leader of the team and what i mean by that is Show some leadership. So, uh, you know, a bad play on one end offensively. There's a turnover. The Rockets are going the other way. Three, a two-on-one fast break. You know, Shangun's leading the break. He can handle the ball. And here's Malachi, three, four steps, uh, you know, behind the play. Sprints to get back. Pokes the ball free from Shangun. That leads to a, a, a transition from the Raptors going the other way. And the Raptors score. Like, make leadership plays. Make the kind of plays Fred VanVleet would make. Make the kind of plays Kyle Lowry would make. A guy's driving to the basket. You know, he's he, he's got a step on his defender. Uh, and then Malachi slides over from the blind spot. Sort of pokes him. Uh, pokes the ball free or bumps the the, the, the defender or the, 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 the attacker without committing a foul. Or at least being called for the foul. Um, and getting stops that way. Sort of... Um, you know, just show some leadership, man. That's his role on this team. I mean, this is his role generally as a point guard, but that's his role specific on this team as a guy with the most experience with the Raptors, um, having played the most minutes and the most reps. Um, 
And even though it's the first summer league for him, you kind of need him to be that leader. I thought he did that a lot better tonight. He had a Kyle Lowry-esque sequence, which I don't say this lightly, but also this season I'm going to say indulgently because I'm going to miss Kyle a lot. And it's weird that he's no longer a Raptor. But you will see him in sort of small places. And obviously the two guys most obviously you would see him in, is in Malachi and in Fred. In this case, what I mean by that is there was a play, transition, three on two. Ball gets to Malachi. He cashes the transition three. Okay, the ball comes the other way. The Rockets get the ball to whoever. He, he's taller than Malachi. He's trying to back him down. He ultimately settles for a um, sort of a, a pull-up. Jumper while Malachi stands his ground in the post. The miss, uh, it, it's, a, it's a forced miss shot. Malachi collects the rebound, goes up the floor, beats three or four defenders in terms of just with his speed, and then draws the foul and finishes through the contact with the banked and shot off the glass. That forces a timeout from the Rockets. And again, that is something that Kyle would have done. That is something Kyle absolutely would have done. Those are all characteristically Kyle Lowry plays. If he had taken a charge, at some point, I would say you you know you would really really hammer that in, but that's a really high compliment to pay a guy, is, especially a point guard, is to make a, a Kyle Lowry sequence. And Malachi gave you a Kyle Lowry sequence, and that was great. But really, the best story of the game was Ish Wainwright, uh, who I've already been pretty impressed by in terms of just the three games here. He hasn't really made an impact offensively. To be honest, I don't really project his skill set to be the most impactful guy offensively. It's almost guaranteed that he's like a fifth option type on offense. He seems to have the jumper down. Uh, he, he's a really bulky guy, so like his jumper does look a little bit strange. But it, it has fallen okay. Uh, and today he was great. Four of six from three, including one that was quite deep. And he got an offensive glass. But largely the reason why Ish is on the team, and, and, and maybe the biggest reason why he would make a team is how much he plays defensively. And I love the way he guards. It, it was very apparent in the Warriors game where he sort of had a number of uh, skirmishes against Kaminga, who was, uh, quite frankly, dominant in, in, for extended stretches. And 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 I thought, um, and I thought uh, Ish did the best job on him. And today, Ish led the whole thing defensively. And, and what I mean by this is like, you know what? What we're talking about with a, with a guy like Ish is the fact that he he is a guy in a football body. And, you know, he is so strong that he's kind of... The first off, there's not a lot of mismatches for him. So Ish guarded a lot of guys today, including he guarded like Shengun and stuff like that. Not a lot of post-up players in general in the NBA nowadays. But still, guarding a guy who's a post-up center bigger than him, taller than him, bodied him up, no problem. You know, you want him to guard Jalen Green, he'll get out there and slide his feet, move his hands... You know, stay in position, no problem. You want him to guard wings and and, and, and whatever shooting guards, Ish is on the job. He, he's really, really smart in that front. And for a team like this, right, where you're talking about a, a summer league setting where the guys have been together for like a week, maybe a week, there's not a lot of cohesion defensively. They're not running it, practices, uh, you know, and, and to, to the extent where you would have the normal cohes- cohesion you would have with a like an NBA team, for example. A lot of guys, honest, quite honestly, are probably playing with different agendas in terms of how they're trying to make the team. Um, so you'll see a lot of guys play out of character. Um, and and all what I'm trying to say is that there's not a lot of structure. But for a guy to be able to make a lot of really good help defense reads within that sort of environment does really speak to sort of how he's 
reading the game defensively. And he was anticipating beautifully. He had four steals and two blocks in this game-ish. He was, I mean, I, I would say, you know, Precious had some really, really nice moments defensively. Um, I mean, <laughs> Scotty had some really nice moments defensively. Five blocks, including three block jumpers. That's not easy. But Ish was excellent. Just as good as either of those two guys defensively. I mean, and he'll just make small plays. Like, you know what? He'll, he'll see a guy who's, you know, being forced to the sideline. He'll come over with a quick bit of pressure, a quick double. I'm not even sure that's really scripted in the defense. Maybe that's just something that he picks up and he reads. And he'll trap the guy. He'll force a turnover. He And, and going back to the, the the fact that he has such strength in his upper body, because he really is built like a Lego figure, um, especially in the chest. Like, he is just going to absorb contact. So guys will drive against him, and he will just absorb that <laughs> and knock them off balance and then pick the ball off. And so that part was excellent. He hit the threes. He made some really nice cuts. Like I mentioned, that play with Delano where he sort of shifted from one corner to the other. I believe that's called the Danny Green cut. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just number of really solid plays. Got on the offensive rebounds uh, four times. Two assists as well, including one where he sort of made a strip in the open court, created a fast break, took it hard to the basket, drew the defender, got him up in the air, and then mid-air threw a wraparound pass to Precious Achua. Very nice setup. Very unselfish play. Again, very, very few players in Summer League are passing up shots, and Ish had all the right in the world, especially since he stripped the defender to uh, to, to go in for the layup, and he probably would have made it too, but he gave that up for a better play for uh, for his teammate, which is very rare in summer league, um, and I like his game, man. And and you might say, well, listen, he's 26 years old. What's the upside here? You know what I mean? Like, you, shouldn't you give the spot to someone else? A couple of things. Number one, go watch. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, just just click pause. Okay, go over to watch Ish Wainwright's post game press conference, um, where he he is just so real and honest and transparent in his answer. I asked him sort of because he's played four years at Baylor. Then he tried football for a while. He went. He got invited to Bills camp, stuff like that. You know, he caught a couple of touchdowns as a tight end. Um, I mean, this this guy's really built. Like he's a classic tight end. Um, you know, and and he did that. Then he went overseas. He was playing in France. All of this other stuff. I asked him, like, hey, what were your emotions when you got that call, when you got, you know, this invite to the NBA you've worked so hard for? And he just, he was so real, so transparent. He broke down emotionally. Um, You know, he was so open about it in terms of his journey, what what it means to him, you know, the support he's gotten from his Baylor teammates, a lot of which are in the NBA. Um, Guys like Royce O'Neal, guys like Torian Prince, guys like... Um, Freddie Gillespie. I mean, maybe not teammates because maybe that didn't overlap, but you know, teammates effectively in the same program. Um, it was such a beautiful moment. So go watch that and then come back to this video. Uh, but yeah, Ish was just he he fits he fits right. And you might say, well, he's twenty six. You know, like he's turning twenty seven later this month. Like, is that not too old? You, you, would you not want to invest something in something someone younger with more upside potential, or whatever? To which, like, I mean, like, this is the Raptors we're talking about, right? It's not like we don't have success stories of this regard with the team, who are literally on the team right now. Guys like Yuta Watanabe, who, if I had to give someone this year's version of Yuta, Ish is the early favorite in that front, okay? Where he's a defensively sound guy, um, unselfish offensively, makes plays, clearly a very smart player, uh, you know, willing to do the dirty work, you know, 
I could see a lot of Utah and very good vibes, very genuine, pure vibes, which is something you always got from Utah as a person, even though I've only seen him virtually and talked to him virtually. You got that vibe from him. You got the same vibe from Ish. Um, but you have guys who have succeeded in that front. You've seen Utah succeed, right? I mean, what's Utah now? 26, 27, right? Uh, you've seen Chris Boucher when he joined the Raptors. He was 26. Um, <laughs> age is hardly an impediment to what the Raptors want. If you can play, if you got the right mindset, if you got the right personality, if you got the right skill set, and to be honest, if you are six foot nine with a seven foot wingspan, the Raptors will give you a chance. And I think Ish fits all of that on that front. But you know, I also just think that like there's some value in, in what he. There's clearly some value in a player of his type, and the guy I would compare him to is PJ Tucker, who is a two time Raptor and now an NBA champion. So congrats to PJ Tucker. But if you're not familiar with PJ's story, undersized power forward, similar to Ish, right? Six foot six. So Ish is actually taller than 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 PJ. Ish is six foot six. PJ is like six four. Maybe he's listed at six five, but that's probably just depends on whatever expensive sneakers he's wearing. He's, pro- he's probably six four. Okay, but undersized guy. But PJ has seven foot wingspan. So we're we're talking about like a plus six wingspan in terms of difference between height and and wingspan. Maybe even more than plus six, plus seven, maybe. Ish is kind of the same deal. He's six foot six with a seven two foot wingspan. Similar body type as well. Thick in 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 the uh, in in the chest. Uh, really strong player. Uh, able to move his feet defensively uh, and slide with guards, but also able to sort of muscle up against the bigger guys. So just on that physical front alone, it's similar, right? And in terms of the skill set, similar. You're probably profiling as guys who, you know, can use their strength to get on the offensive glass, mostly operate in the corners, hitting corner threes. Obviously, PJ became really prolific at that. Um, you know, bit funky shooting forms, just like I think both of them do have unorthodox shooting forms. Um, but, you know, defensively, 3 and D guys with that sort of football body uh, who can guard multiple positions. So on that front, there's a comparison. The other f- comparison is P.J. Tucker had to go overseas. If you if you go to P.J. Tucker's Wikipedia page, which I'm on right now, you will, you will genuinely get a, a nice little geography lesson in terms of the places he's played. Because he's played in uh, Hapoel in, um, in Israel. He's played in Donetsk. Uh, in, in Ukraine, he's played, um, where is this club? He's played in Israel again. He's played in Germany. I mean, he's been kind of all over, right? Um, and, and he came to back to the NBA uh, and to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, and the age he came at was that 27. And, and honestly, you know, there are there is that comparison. If there is a guy that he's going to try to replicate or try to copy, it's that P.J. Tucker kind of. Um, mold and I'm pulling for Ish. I've really seen a lot defensively from him. Offensively, again, I, I really don't think that there is any sort of impact beyond a fifth starter at the moment. But he's a guy who's going to impact defensively, and you know that's what the Raptors are looking for. You know that that's something that that's going to be um, factoring into his evaluation when you hear from Patrick Mutombo speaking about Ish. I asked him about Ish yesterday. Uh, he he was asked about Ish again today. Both times he gushed about the guy, talked about him as a leader. It's a great story, and again, if you haven't gone seen the interview with Ish, go watch it. It's so real. It's it's uh, it's what you always want to hear from athletes, and but very few athletes are willing to uh, let you, let people in um, about sort of what they're feeling, and and you know you get a real sense of sort of what a lot of these guys are going through and sort of where they're at. 
Um, but in any case, really good win. In terms of your three stars from this game, I'm going to go with Ish as the first star. 20 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks, 7 of 12 uh, shooting from the field, 4 of 6 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Just a number of great plays, plus 27 in his 28 minutes of play. That was the highest of the team. Was excellent. And that, that you know, plus minus sometimes can be deceiving. This time is absolutely not true. Ish really led the set the tone defensively. Um, as he has multiple times so far in, in this uh, summer league run, but offensively, we also showed you what he's capable of, uh, and also one incredible interview. So go watch that. Second star, I want to give it to uh, Malachi Flynn. I thought he was a lot better. Thirteen points, three rebounds, three assists, three steals, a block from Malachi. Uh, a couple of unforced turnovers from him. Some of the shooting, I think, you know, you would really want to see him uh, knock in a lot more of these wide open threes that he gets. Considering he does have to create a lot of difficult baskets, creating for himself, but a lot of really nice moves. One of the my, one of my favorite Malachi moves is the hesitation dribble. It's so nasty when he does it to bigs. It, it, it's gross. And, and we've seen him last year. He did it to Kevin Love. He did it to Blake Griffin. He gets these guys to freeze and then burst past them. It's so much fun. And he had Chen Goon uh, on, on one possession. And, I mean, when I say, like, it literally looked like... like there was like a puff of smoke in the air as Shangu was, was that's that's what Shangu ended up defending because Malachi completely froze him with a hesitation dribble with his uh with with his left hand got to the basket for a layup uncontested um yeah Malachi was good Malachi was good and I don't look at the, necessarily the the shooting stat line I just think in terms of the leadership that he showed instead sort of taking control of this team much much better and then your third star I, Delano had a really really nice start to the game but he sort of cooled off a little bit um, yeah, honestly, Scotty had some really nice moments defensively. He kind of chips in elsewhere. Um, you know, uh, uh, I asked Patrick McTumble, like, hey, uh, are you looking to get Scotty more involved? Is that sort of a goal? Like, how do you do it? And he did admit that, yes, the team would like to get him more involved. That's, you know, partially on the coach. That's partially on Scotty himself. Uh, but he did give Scotty a lot of credit for what he did defensively. He, he, he has a gear defensively that's really scary. Like, he'll just blanket a guy. But, I, I mean, realistically, the third star here is Precious Achua. 19 points, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Really good post defenses against Shengun. Multiple possessions there. 8 of 11 from the field. Hit two threes as well. The, the speed in transition. Just a very fun player. I, I, think, um, I think the Raptors can do a lot with, with some of these prospects uh, on their hands here. Uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, I'm not really sure. On the eye test, I was like, okay, Josh Christopher is doing nice. But then I'm looking at 4 of 18 in the box girl right here. That's that's not that's not ideal. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Jalen Green was clearly the best player. Was really got He really had it going offensively. Uh, but then he, of course, checked out of the game. Uh, Garuba, a, a guy who I heard really rave reviews about how he's an excellent defender. I mean, he was an excellent pylon in this game defensively. That didn't really work out. So, um, I'm going to go with uh, Marcus Foster. Yeah, why not, man? I don't know who this man is, but he had 11 points. So, he's going to get the Gerald Henderson Award winners for the the game tonight. So, thanks everyone for listening. Honestly, by Summer League standards, pretty fun. uh, Pretty quality basketball, at least from the Raptors' perspective. Uh, a much a much better showing, and yeah, they'll play on Saturday to uh, close out um, at least, I guess, the the round robin play, and then they'll do the playoffs. We'll see how far the Raptors stick with this, but um, it's been fun. <laughs> Summer league is always very fun, and you get these stories, and and yeah, Ish is definitely the story tonight. So you know, um, happy for him, and um, yeah, I'll be back on Saturday with uh, another podcast to recap the next game, and on Friday. Uh, you know, which 
most people listening to this will already be Friday. In fact, it is 12.08 a.m. on Friday. So in, in 12 hours uh, at noon, uh, I'll be opening the phone lines to take some calls along with Josh Hart. Um, so look out for that as well. I'll put out a link. Um, so it'd be nice to do another live show and get fans and get their voices on the air. But um, yeah, fun game. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 